Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 185. We're continuing our series on regulative principle pastoring. And today we're talking about pastoral priority number four, which is going to be friendship with the elders and shepherding the elders, making sure that the plurality in your local church is as healthy as it can possibly be. And we'll look at that here in just a minute. First, uh, the sponsor of the month is the Majesty's Men and the Honor God Network. Shout out to them. You'll want to check them out. I'll put their information in the show notes and there'll be ads, an ad for them starting here later this, uh, later this week probably on Thursday. Okay, let's go ahead and pray, ask for the Lord's help, and then let's get back into our series. And I'll give you a just a a refresher on what we're doing here, and then we'll get into pastoral priority number four. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time. We ask for a blessing upon it. Holy Spirit, I thank you for for another week, another day. And God, we want to honor you one day at a time. We want to obey you one way at a time. And and we want to obey you from just a, a place of gratefulness for what you've done for us in Christ Jesus. Lead this time, I trust you well. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so what we're doing here is a series on regulative principle pastoring. What has God prescribed pastors to be and do? Primarily, we're talking about the work of pastoral ministry. So the first week, we talked about humbly walking before God and men. A pastor has to know who he is, who his God is, has to know what his calling is personally. He's a Christian man before he's anything else. And this is the area that most men uh, most pastors end up failing at the moral level, at the sin level, is in this area of just basic Christian manhood. They fail in basic spiritual disciplines. They fail <clears throat> in doing the work, preparing in, in ministry. They spend too much time uh, with people that aren't their family. And it's just a, a common thing that happens where pastors just fail at the basics of being a Christian man. So you have to know the gospel well. You have to understand who Christ is and what he's done and then walk in that in all areas of life. So the first pastoral priority, the first uh, uh, element of regulative principle pastoring, where the scriptures regulate who we are and what we do, is just basic Christian manhood. And then we move forward from that, and we talk about what it means to shepherd your family well. You've got to take care of your family. I mean, you've got to manage your ha- household, and that's the training ground for pastoral ministry. If you want to be a good pastor, it doesn't start first with the organization uh, or some sort of you know figurehead position or something like that, or CEO position, or something that we've you know really critiqued uh, for a long time here now. Uh, it comes from shepherding your home, your family, and that's the training ground for how you shepherd the, the flock of God. And so you, you got to know what it means to manage your household well. If you're not managing your household well, if you're not being the example for the body, then you're not qualified to be a pastor. These are prerequisites, prerequisite callings to this, this work of pastoral ministry. So it's, it's always going to be there. This is what a pastor does. This is pastoral ministry, shepherding the church in your home. And then we looked at the next uh, step, week three, pastoral priority number three, in this whole whole piece that we're walking through was uh, the, the word of God and prayer, prayer and ministry of the word. The, these are classic pastoral works, shepherding tasks that are never going away, that are always, it's just a staple of pastoral ministry, is preaching and prayer. I mean, we're men of prayer and we're men who prepare. And we preach. That's what we do. We preach, we teach, we disciple, uh, we, we counsel all with the Word of God, and we have the Bibles open, and we understand by the grace of God, here's how the scriptures apply to this given uh, situation, and we want to walk in wisdom in that. And then today, this fourth pastoral priority, and we talk about, again, I'm trying to coin this phrase, regulative principle pastoring, okay? 
is a healthy plurality. Pastors have to pastor their pastors. They're going to be taken care of by their plurality of, uh, of pastors as well. So pastors should always have pastors. But this primary teaching pastor, the one who is laboring in the ministry of the word, 1 Timothy chapter 5, okay, he, he's going to be surrounded by a group of plurality of, of elders that are going to be pastoring him and his family as well. But the whole idea here is, is that your elder team, if your elder team is healthy over the long haul, your church is going to be healthy. The church, God's church, but the church that you shepherd, your local assembly will be healthy. If your elders are unhealthy, spiritually, physically, this whole holistic understanding of what health is, if they're unhealthy, what's going to happen in time? Well, the, the, the micro will demonstrate itself in the macro, in your local church assembly. So if your elder and elders are unhealthy, then your church is going to be unhealthy. So we want to make sure, as a pastor, that we are taking care of this plurality of elders. And if you don't have a plurality of elders, you need to do what you can incrementally to get there, to work toward that. You've got to get that biblically in your mind, that this is what uh, is this is a proper ecclesiology, and we're going to look at that here in a minute. And then you want to work to build those friendships and to make sure that this group of men, that these guys, you talk about a band of brothers, if you want to model relational depth for your church, then you've got to make sure that your elder team is tight, that you guys are friends, that you guys are buddies. Because the worst thing in the world is to have a church that is wide. There's Everybody kind of knows each other's names and service level stuff, uh, but they don't know anybody deeply. There's no real friendships. And sadly, tragically, what's modeled more times than not from pastors to a congregation is to have relational width, but have no depth of relationships at all. It's, you know everybody sort of, but you don't actually have any buddies. And that's again why pastors are always talking about being lonely. I want us to consider three passages. One, I just preached this, this sermon yesterday on First Peter chapter 5, verse 1 through 4. But I wanted you to see this because the, the term for elders is always in the plural. We don't have one single example in all of the New Testament of a church that only has one pastor. Okay, now Jesus is the chief shepherd. He's the lead shepherd, lead pastor of every single church and of the big C church. We need to get that in our, you know, order and hierarchy here, that Jesus is the great shepherd of the sheep. But here's what Peter says, I exhort the elders among you, plural, real simple. I exhort the elders among you. So in each of these little towns, there would be elders, plural. How about this? Acts chapter 14. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, elders, every church, each church had elders, plural. It's, it's really clear. What about Titus chapter 1? Paul left Timothy and Titus in places to do effective work in ministry with certain instructions. With Titus, it was on the island of Crete. We don't know when Paul was on the island of Crete, but he was at some point, and he tells him this. This is why I left you on the island of Crete, left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. Elders in every town as I directed you. So this is another example here of plurality. Now, if you want a really good book on this, Biblical, uh, uh, Biblical Eldership by Alexander Straunch, is uh, or Strachan or Strunk, however you pronounce his name, is a phenomenal work that I was able to read early on in ministry and really get this idea of plurality solidified in my soul, and uh, and really just you just got to get this down of of what is a biblical ecclesiology. Now, sadly, in Baptist churches, many Baptist churches, and in Presbyterian churches, and, and really ecclesiology is all over the map depending upon what denomination and background. You guys know this. You've been in ministry long enough that you've studied this out and worked through this. But I just want to remind you today that this this group of elders is, is plural, and 
you've got to do what you can to build relationships with these guys. Now, again, when, when, when these things, these pastoral priorities, regulated principal pastoring, first showed up on the scene for me, let me adjust this camera here, first showed up on the scene for me, it was because Jordan and I were talking through what, what, what life would look like if I got a different position at a different church. This is before we planted our church now, where we're going to be for the long haul, hopefully, for the like long, 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 long haul, like rest of our lives, die in this home, uh, be members of our church until, you know, forever. Um, but we were talking about this, and, and she was like, hey, what would it look like? And so I started to, to go through this. Well, you know, pastoral ministry should look pretty similar no matter where you go because the Bible has given instructions on how pastors are to exist. And that should be interchangeable from church to church. So wherever you go, I, I should be doing the exact same sort of thing. In fact, every pastor should be pastoring the exact same sort of way. Now, God's going to use pastors in different way and uniquenesses and personalities and all that kind of stuff. But as far as what we're called to do, it, it's not... These job descriptions shouldn't be given to us by the church about what a pastor does uh, or by the people there. It's it's given to us. It's prescribed to us in God's Word. So I started working through this. And I, I got to this point where there's these concentric circles where, yeah, there's the family and then there's the elders and then there's the men that you disciple and then there's the broader church that you practice hospitality with. But this this piece of beyond the household, the next piece of relationship building is in the elders. And so just a few suggestions. I already mentioned this in, in the first uh, part of the series. Uh, who are your elders? Regularly schedule meetings with them. Go out to lunch with them. Do something fun with them. I mentioned smoking a cigar with them. Go shoot some rounds out of your, you know, your concealed carry gun, whatever. Go get some training in. Go hunting together. Plan a, a trip together to a conference with the pastors and wives. Do what you can to build the relationships and friendships with these men. So what you're modeling for the church is friendship. It's biblical friendship. That's what you're modeling. You're not modeling, you know, coming together on a Sunday morning and saying, hey, how you doing? How's the week? And you leave for the rest of the week and don't see each other anymore. What you're modeling is, hey, we know how to be friends. And it's important for you to know how to be friends. And as I said, accountability requires friendship. A prerequisite to real, true accountability, real help in discipleship is friendship. And so, the pastoral priority that's never going away is there's a plurality and that plurality of elders has to be healthy. Pastor, what are you doing to ensure that your pastors are as healthy as they possibly can be? And this is going to require uh, difficulty. What are you doing to making sure that they're allowed into your life to make sure that you are as healthy as you possibly could be? So guys, I hope this has been helpful. Would love to hear back from you and would love just comments or uh, any questions to come my way. But thanks so much. I hope this has been helpful. Please continue to listen and subscribe and share. And we will keep coming back and hitting you back with more content. Hey guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. For more information about the ministry, you can go to theshepherdscrook.co. Again, thanks for listening. Consider leaving a rating or review. And we hope you have a great rest of your week.